<laughs> I'm this person, you're that person. We're going to talk. Exactly. <laughs> um, and because I don't do official intros and because I'm actually curious myself, the first question is, so, Miriam, what, what do you do? What <laughs> do you do? Uh, hi, I am Miriam, Miriam van Groen, and I own a um, company that uh, sits, trip sits, trip guides people uh, in psychedelic journeys that they undertake for their personal development, basically. So it's somewhere in the between a recreational experience and a, like a really like medical therapeutic experiences, with, which are two realms that I think people are most familiar with. And then there's kind of this in between, which I've called intentional. So you go into it with an intention to go inward, to see yourself through a different lens from a different perspective um, and to have somebody there with you that can help you navigate that altered territory um, so that hopefully the impact of that is as positive and lasting as possible. Yeah. So the first thing that comes up for me right away is, and maybe people could tell from your name, which is von Gun, <laughs> or if I pronounce that even at all correctly. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good for Germans, a non-Germans, man. Person. They're the best at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but just because I want to uh, point out, you are from the Netherlands, where taking such substances is legal. So, well, so some of them. <laughs> some so of, specifically, some of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. specifically, we work with uh, psilocybin-containing magic truffles. I'm sorry about my connection. I'm not sure what no that problem. is. So psilocybin containing magic truffles. And those are, so there's mycelia. Um, and sometimes those grow into mushrooms, which can contain psilocybin in certain species. And then there's also the growth form of truffles. And um, a couple of years ago, 15 or something, um, unfortunately, uh, mushrooms were banned but somehow truffles did not end up on that list. So they remained uh, legal to purchase. So you could just go to uh, any smart shop, which bigger cities have um, and, and buy them over the counter with a sell by date in a neat package. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we, th that was just important for me that we're not talking about anything like illegal yeah. or even semi-illegal, but literally something that people can yeah. do in the Netherlands and something you support them on. Yes, very much. So, so you so you basically sit with people on their intentional journeys. Yes, it's a very interesting job. <laughs> I, I, I can absolutely imagine that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. so, so maybe, can you describe how it usually is? So a person comes with you saying, I have an intention. Yeah. Or, so how, how, how does the process work? How does the process? So people uh, reach out and then we plan um, an intake and they fill out a quite extensive form, which is about their background, about their, um, what they know about themselves um, uh, psychologically and health-wise, ment uh, mental and, and physical health. Um, 
and their intention. Yeah, what did that, what, why would they want to do something like this? Um, and we talk about that and uh, for, for a good hour and then decide whether we think that, you know, this sort of an experience is for them and whether they then want to do that with me specifically or, you know, in cases of my colleagues with my colleagues. And we do that one-on-one -on -one with people. So there's other organizations that work more in a group type setting or maybe like a longer thing with a weekend with more stuff before and after as well. Um, our sense is really that whatever people take away, they need to implement that in their life somehow. So it's very much, you need to do this. You're doing this and we're there to support you, but we're not gonna like, you know, take you by the hand um, also, for extensive also not, periods of time. So just during the day, yeah. Also and then you're, you're not taking them through like this pre-scripted process. No, not at all. No, there's no, <laughs> I don't know how extensive your personal experience is with these types of substances, but there's no prescription. <laughs> there's no planning, there's no control. Um, well, there is some control. It's interesting because that's one of the factors that is different from person to person and from experience to experience. Some people will describe, oh, I was in this space and I could really like pick where I wanted to go and then I went there. And other people were like, oh, I was along for the ride. Uh, this, it just took me places, right? So, and then there's this whole spectrum yeah. um, of things. One of the things we do with dosage is that we make sure that it's enough for people to really have a very different experience than they would in an, on a normal day. Um, so it's, it's very obvious that something's happening, but at the same time, they can still orient themselves. If they open their eyes and look around, they're like, okay, I know where I am. I know when I need to go to the bathroom and I can get there slowly, but I can get there. Um, so we're not going crazy uh, with the dosages. And so that's also usually a recreational dose might be a bit lower and a medical dose might be a bit higher. And then over there is heroic dose, which is not for beginners. Right, and over right, there- Right over <laughs> there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, where things you didn't even realize were part of your reality just stop being part of your reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And um, and over there is like the microdose, which is a thing that's kind of hot these days, um, where you take a little bit, which doesn't seem to be doing anything, but it's still doing something. Yeah, neurologically. At least, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe as one last question about how you got here, I imagine. So I imagine there must have been experiences you've made with mm -hmm. these substances that were like, oh, this is interesting. But yeah. I also imagine there must have been situations where you were sitting with people having experiences and going like, oh, this seems potentially helpful. Um, yes. yeah. And I'm, I'm curious if there were any moments where something just came like, wow, this is fascinating and there's potential here. Yeah. 
Um, let me say actually one thing more about the uh, the third phase. Like we've got the preparation phase, we've got the, the the thing itself, and then there's the integration phase, which is really really important, uh, and and very much distinguishes it. It distinguishes it from a recreational experience where you don't really go like, oh, what do I do after? It's like, oh, that was fun, and the end. Um, I. So we help people with integration as well, kind of how does this, how do you make this fit in your life? How do you practice this? How do you um, yeah, take this with you, basically? So on that note, I had my own recreational experiences with, uh, with a lovely bunch of friends and we would go to festivals and and I uh, and and parallel to that, I had uh, well, we know each other through circling, so an authentic relating practice. And uh, I was doing stuff like that, like personal development type practices and workshops. And I started to notice at some point that those were kind of flowing into each other. So during my psychedelic experiences, I would find myself asking uh, questions that I learned in the workshop or you know, doing this, like um, a realization that I'd had in a workshop would really just land in every fiber of me. And it would be, it would go beyond the mental understanding of it into what in psychedelics is called noetic with an N-N-O-E-T-I-C. And that is sort of like knowing with a capital K uh, without pretending, per se being able to explain you just know and um, it is it is and it landed and that was really interesting to me so during the experiences was interesting to me and then afterwards i would notice after a while I, I i started to look back and went huh some of those things really stuck and that was organic i didn't you know actively do anything about that but I thought that might be something that's leverageable, right? That that could that process could be made more powerful or more likely um, to occur. So one of the things that I noticed uh, in myself was um, I liked people more. So that's one thing. <laughs> I was like I went from a sort of default setting of being a little bit weary of people to I'm just going to assume that people are cool until they prove otherwise. <laughs> and that was a much more relaxed way to move through the world and in social spaces. And another that was thing, a lot. that's a powerful switch. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's what in, in trauma therapy would probably be called turning from a defensive orienting response to a curiosity based orienting response. Right. I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And another thing was that it was a much nicer experience to be me. So I was also less defensive towards myself, I guess, <laughs> more curious. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's one of the things I often say is I, it just, it became a nicer experience to be me. I was nicer to myself. I was less strict and, and, and critical and perfectionist. And mm -hmm. I, I had more space in myself and around myself mm. and that was interesting to me so i just started kind of talking about that and at some point uh a friend said 
would you, uh, <laughs> that sounds really interesting. Would you do that with me? And so I stayed sober and uh, we circled basically while he was on uh, this substance. And so for people who have no idea what circling is, yeah. circling is kind of, uh, or as a practice is basically all about how can we stay in the moment together? So how can I support you to be in the moment in your own experience through uh, questions? And how can we be in connection here and now? That's all circling is about. Yeah. Um, and I've, I have always found that really valuable. It's helped me so much. And I don't think that my psychedelic experiences would have been, would have had that impact if I had not known circling and not practiced it. Um, or, and other, other things as well, like uh, voice dialogue type things. I think, you know, internal family systems is yeah. kind of related to that. Just like, oh, here's these different parts of myself and they're trying, they're all trying their best for me, but they may have some, you know, kind of clunky ways of going about it, but they're very strong. So let's have a conversation with these various pieces. And especially if you're on a psychedelic substance, um, the, the rational mind, which might get in the way of that and go, oh, that's humbug, that's stupid. Like, mm, it just, it's kind of switched off for a little bit. So all these defenses and all these things that you might normally put in the way of doing something like that are, are kind of irrelevant for a bit. And it allows you and me to look at things differently for a moment and to just go with it to see see where where it goes and 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 it's often quite surprising and uh, and sweet yeah um i there because of the serotonin and the dopamine and all that lovely stuff that gets pumped into your system and the the adrenals quieting down Generally speaking, people can get quite anxious on these substances as well. But say, let's say, generally speaking, those those things quiet down a little bit. And I've I've described it as you kind of get your defenses are still there. You just get plunked like a Trojan horse on the other side of them, and you look at them from this other side. And you go, oh, this is what it looks like from the okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's what IFS would call unblending. Yeah. So where usually your defenses and you are blended, and you right. you're like I am my defenses. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe in your case, uh, you didn't even know that it would be possible to be with people and not be wary of them. And the, yeah. But then suddenly it was possible. Yeah. Um, so that the, the parts are still there. Those strategies you usually yeah. run or that usually run you uh, are still <laughs> there, um, but there's space. So, yeah. 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 And and uh, and this kind of compassion or sweetness or warmth or potentially even self love dare I say, um, oh my God, right? <laughs> um, those, yeah. It may be I don't you know it's like oh this is a shortcut this isn't fair it's like hormonally induced or chemically induced like yeah, it works though. <laughs> and 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 it's a reference. Yeah, exactly. So, very if, true if all we do is swim in the same pool all the time 
but then suddenly we're thrown into a pool where the water has a different color. It's like, oh, wait a second. So, so even just having had that referential experience, and Very I know true. that from, from my mushroom trips that I, that I did, especially in my early 20s, of just like, this is how the world can be? This is so strange. Yeah. But, but that it is a reference of exactly. something that's yeah. possible. And whether, whether we, we can or even want to live in that state all the time, like I personally don't, but, um, but right. <laughs> to have a sense of, oh, wow, the world I take for granted may actually have a way more to it yeah. than I usually even consider. Exactly. And it's much easier to travel towards a place that you know exists than it is to something you hope exists or other people have told you their version of or it's it's even if it's chemically induced it's your system having this experience so it's possible for you it's way easier to travel towards an experience you know exists and not just away from an experience you don't want anymore also yeah. yeah exactly so those those are kind of the moments to to look for yeah um because everything gets interesting right so that's also why it can be helpful to have because for instance when getting back to this to this friend it's his first psychedelic experience everything is interesting (laughs) so he's just it's like you're you know he's a squirrel just looking at everything and the colors and the and the oh and what am i and my leg and so my you know i what i just kind of uh automatically started doing was very gently bringing him back to his intention and using that awe and that that curiosity that interest um to go inward um and that really gave him some of those experiential insights, shall we say, into his patterns and into how he is in the world and with himself. So he found that really valuable. And I was like, well, that's, that's great. That was a fun day. Um, but didn't really think much of it. Um, but then he wanted to come back and he sent me other people and I had a burnout. <laughs> in my regular job, which is always very helpful. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was a this teacher. Is really working well for me. My not. system increased with this job. <laughs> yeah, no. So I tried to get back to teaching, but the whole standing in front of a group of people that don't really want to know <laughs> just didn't know. Nope. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out something else. And uh, he just kept going, do this. The world needs this, not more teachers. Um, and uh, so he was, a, he was a big part of that. Um, or he was the voice of, you know, when people say, oh, I just want to sign or something, right? He was like, in my ear the whole time. <laughs> Here's your sign. Go do this. <laughs> Calling you at four in the morning. Yeah. Have you been thinking about that shit? <laughs> yeah. So over time, I just, you know, I tried other things as well, but I just kept coming back to this thing. And, and like you say, it was helpful. The way I was with people, very accepting, but also gently nudging them into 
um, what they expressed previously was was their intention and their curiosity about themselves, um, and and offering maybe some some reframes or some um, uh, or asking stuff like, oh, but is there another voice as well? Like I'm hearing this one, but is there another one that wants to be heard right now? And those are just little. You know, it could also be just hours sitting next to each other and me just being there, which felt like an anchor. And I'm being sort of a, how do you say that? Like a calm nervous system that people can co-regulate with. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, the, the IFS perspective that I really enjoy would be a second self. Yeah. Which makes a huge difference because then, because then there is something to, to anchor and orient towards. And on a nervous system level, the co-regulation, how are you breathing? Um, Where is your awareness? Yeah. All of that makes a huge difference, just both on an energetic, but also on a physical level. Also, in what voice is somebody speaking to me? One of the biggest feedback loops we have in our body is voice and seeing somebody's face and what facial expressions do they have? Yeah. Well, actually, that's part of the reason why I often ask people to put on a, an eye mask. Um, because of this socialized mind that even on a psychedelic could still be like, does she still like me? Am I saying something stupid? <laughs> da, 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 you know, um, is this okay? Am I so taking that factor out of it um, and having me be more of like, I'm still energetically and like as a nervous system I'm very much still there and as a voice um but that element of here's this other human that I'm trying to please or impress or whatever my thing is kind of that element gets either it it loosens up a little bit and or it can be looked at like oh look at me I'm doing the thing oh I do this all the time don't oh my gosh right (laughs) yeah yeah um so that what did you say that that um second self and unblending unblending. is the word for it i like the word unblending i think it's it's very descriptive yeah yeah i would say my word would be disentangling but yeah yeah that's a good unblending yeah so maybe just that's how i ended up doing this (laughs) yeah i totally do and maybe just a bit more personal because i think i know you from from a time yeah. when you were more harsh way back when way back I when and i think i know yeah. you from a time when you were mostly harsh with yourself yeah i think you you were already much more accepting yeah. and and what i would say patient i, I think you mm. you or it seems like you have a patience yeah. also with people that for instance i don't have like i'm i'm not the most patient person in the in the world Oh, you don't. You, you, for you, it's not a good idea to have a job where you sit next to a person for eight hours. I don't think that would be my job. No. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm happy to 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 be with people, and I'm also. Um, I mean, my job is also being with people in their process. But. Um, yeah. But exactly. I would. I would not be the right person to sit there for eight hours. That's not my. Uh, my system does not agree with that. Um, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I it it does make sense to me that people would be drawn to doing this kind of exploratory stuff with yeah. you because mm-hmm. of that uh patience and also I think those 
steps that I've seen you take over the years of yeah. being very hard on yourself. God <laughs> damn it. And I'm very happy to hear that that's less the case. Yeah. Yeah. I have, you know, I have my uh, relapses, shall we say. Who doesn't? Yeah. So, and I, we were actually talking a little bit before about my last couple of weeks, and that was one of the factors or one of the indicators, because that's another thing that I've, that, that creates this space or this unblending is to have, for me, a little flag or a little red blinking light on my dashboard of my life, just going, oh, I'm saying harsh things to myself again. Ding, 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 ding. What's up? Rather mm -hmm. than I'm saying harsh things to myself because I deserve it. Yeah. Right. And through that parts perspective, usually um, the way I, because it sounds like a massive inner critic, which is uh, what many people carry around with themselves, and which is yeah. one of the most useful things to carry around with yourself because it, it's very, very beneficial. But in my experience, an inner critic has this interesting pattern that it's the critic criticizing mm -hmm. another usually very small part. Yeah. And the, the, the mean thing about the critic, and I think this is so horrible, is that we, we can switch then constantly between, oh, I hate myself and, mm -hmm. oh God, I, I'm so hurt. And yeah. we just switch back between those perspectives, but completely yeah. missing ourselves as an adult or ourselves as a yeah. spiritual being. So it sounds like, you found more of that space. And I actually imagine that that's one of the main places where psychedelics can also support people is getting out of exactly these loops. Yeah, and loops exactly and those loops dynamics. where we're just constantly jumping back and forth. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, costs a lot of energy, right? So since my burnout, I don't have the same amount of energy. I'll probably never will. Some people are like, oh, don't say that, or that's not true. I'm like, okay, well, that's currently is my experience. Um, I do not have the energy I had. Um, I do not have the IQ I had. I, I lost like 10 to 15 points somewhere. <laughs> it just never came back. It's okay, because I had enough of them. So I, got, I had a few to spare. Uh, it was part of my problem. So um, that, um, see, this is also burnout brain because I had a thread and now I went on a tangent and it's like, where was the thread again? Um, but the, um, oh, come on, help me out, Lucas. What was I talking about? <laughs> what, I mean, you were talking about multiple things right here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just the one thing that's, Oh, the energy. The energy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The energy yeah. levels. Thank you. you. I'll remember so, my thread. I don't have that same amount of energy I had, but it's not a problem because I'm not using so much of it doing that thing. And mm -hmm. um, so even though I have less energy, I have the capacity to get more done than I used to because I'm spending it on different things. Yeah, different um, in different ways, which and with a different vibe to it. Yeah, which like two things come up in me when I hear you speak about that. Like number one, I'm I'm quite touched by just hearing you accept accept like this is the way it is. Maybe it will change, yeah. maybe it won't, but this is the way it is right now. 
And that sounds to me like you're not fighting the way it is right now. Not so much. There's always somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Thanks. And the, the second one also, which I think is so easy, I also think could be even a miss con like a misperception not necessarily i'm not saying necessarily in you but i i see that is i i have quite a few people who have this oh i used to have so much more energy Mm. and when you truly explore what kind of energy they had it was like survival driven um hormonally fueled adrenaline cortisol yeah yeah and actually when that drops away it may feel like less energy Mm. but maybe it's also just in a different way where what i what i've learned from for sometimes 20 30 40 50 years to perceive as this is my energy Mm. was actually not my true energy but it was my survival energy and i may have less of that yeah just just as mm-hmm. one perception where I'm not sure. I, I imagine it can be both. Yeah. But I also, I think it's an important thing to keep in the back of our mind that we yeah, may have sure. actually construed just, this is my energy when it's actually, no, this is you tr- fighting for survival when you don't have to. Yeah, yeah potentially. And I, I also think that because of that, well, adrenal or nervous or survival energy, is is less it helps me be patient like you said right if i still had that same like next thing kind of that's not a good way of being with like come on what's next chapter in your journey you know i think we figured this one out what's chop chop (laughs) places to go people to see (laughs) i'll be right and that doesn't you know yeah You're, you're okay over here, right? I need to do this other thing. Yeah, so th- all those, um, it allows me to, yeah, and, and uh, to, to, to stay with a person and to tune in to <clears throat> what it is they need in the moment from me and to be available for them. Um, and sometimes I get it wrong. And one of the things in circle, circling real, I also learned is there's this, here's, here's my, Here's what I think I'm seeing. Uh, is that true? Or hey, uh, what comes up in me is that it might be interesting to go over here or to um, is there another element like this and this? And if they if the people just go like, no, <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> what what is there then? I'm not there to be right, you know. But I, I do, you know, and we know this as well about those uh, moments in circling when you speak your assumptions rather than assume them <laughs> and act from them as if they're true without checking them or our projections or our whatever. Um, when we actually speak them and they're not true, that's we, that might be vulnerable, but it probably will lead to more connection. And it can be as much of a gift as a, yeah. as a true assumption. Exactly. Yeah. So those things have been really helpful, you know, in, in, in how 
I've and, and what people have have expressed as well like oh there was this one thing you said or there was uh, actually it helped me very much to say no to you mm-hmm. um, so here's this person that I perceive as knowing better about this thing than I do and she's saying something and it doesn't fit and I said it and I went with what did fit and that's very can be very empowering right so that would be like a yeah. boom moment like yeah <laughs> Exactly. Um, when you're when you're sitting with people, what are the mm-hmm. kind of insights that they might have? And insights in the in the very broad field of it can be a more cognitive insight. It can also be a new a yeah. new experience and blah 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 blah. Um, yeah. And I'm that and I'm curious, like, which are the insights that you are most inspired and energized by yourself? Like, which give you the most joy? Yeah. Oh, there's so many. This is. Uh, the, yeah. Um, they're very varied. Let me see if I can categorize a little bit. So one thing could be, here's this belief I have about myself. It's blended. And either I say this to myself or Miriam says something or there's this imagery coming up in me that tells me a different story about myself. And it's just like, what? So this could also be true. It's not to replace that other belief per se, but just to go, oh, but this, I could tell this story about myself, could also tell this story about myself. And there's um, something about the unguardedness of the psychedelic experience where that is allowed to to land as a possibility not as the new truth per se like try that out afterwards see if it works if this hypothesis about myself works better for me Um, because this whole being nice to myself was purely an experiment i was like well i've tried being not nice to myself it's got me here let me see let me experiment i can always go back to not being nice to myself. I know so that, that one. I've practiced it that before. That kind of looseness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think we have, um, you know, to talk about it from a scientific type of verbiage. Um, we have data saturation on this one. <laughs> um, we know what this does. Yeah. So let's see. And, and beyond, beyond data saturation, it's like you've built the fucking 20 line lane highway it's like yeah even if i don't do this for three months like the highway may not have 20 anymore but it may have 19 lanes but let me try if i can make this path just by stamping it out yeah 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 Yeah. so that's the practice as well that comes after um somebody recently wrote me um that they that i had said this thing to them um they they had this very nasty story about themselves and they were very scared of really going into it because what if they found out it was true what if i go inside and i find that this horrible story about myself is true and uh, apparently i don't even remember this because that's sometimes how it goes i had said well we'll take it from there if that's the case and that somehow really relaxed them and they went oh yeah 
it's just a starting point then i don't have to live there yeah because it sounds like again we're talking about that space it's like even if i go inside and i may find out these worst possibilities i have about myself are true then what yeah. like maybe maybe i'm okay even if i have all of even if even if this is true yeah which it, which often doesn't compute at all to have this sense of like yeah but all of these things are true about me so Nope. <laughs> <know>. yeah <laughs> yeah and another one would be for instance around fear right so people say oh i'm so afraid and i'm stopping myself from doing the things that i know are possible in my life and so they're getting on their own case about being afraid and they want kind of like even if they don't say it that way because i try to get people to have a curious intention rather than a fixing or goal-oriented intention um or getting rid of or whatever, but there's still that kind of thing in the back of their mind. Like if I could just get rid of my fear, my life would be perfect, right? I would do the things that I'm meant to be doing. And what I love is when they, when they become friends with that fear and they're super surprised, you know, they didn't, they would never, or, you know, the thing that they thought was what would help was not actually the thing. And by being open to it being different than they imagined, with the help of the substance, they could land a little bit in that reality. And then maybe afterwards start to experiment with that story. Of what would that mean if this other thing were true? So there's a gentleness about it as well. And like, that's another thing that I, I guess like when you said you seem softer. I, I think that that's my new um, preference, right? And so I, I, it might be another, another um, tunnel vision type thing. I'm okay with that. I think it's a great <laughs> tunnel. <laughs> I like this tunnel. Yes. <laughs> so when I, you know, if there's some sense of more softness, more gentleness with, with themselves, for people that that really yeah i love that yeah. so much it's also about so so i hear that softness about multiple things like both can you personally be soft with yourself yeah can other people be soft with themselves but also can you hold the exploration you have softly yeah and the thing i actually find really fascinating in this conversation is Officially, this is about like guided tripping. And I imagine like people could experience or expect this to be all about substances and all of these weird experiences. But actually, yeah. that, that's not what it's about. It's about how can people experience themselves yeah. in a different, new and potentially helpful way. Yeah, and that's, exactly. That's, that's so interesting is that in this whole conversation we're talking about things and then sometimes there comes like this added sentence of like with the help of the substance yeah. but, the, but the conversation is not at all about the substance no no and people like you know they see these alex gray type paintings or they have this oh. like this is what a psychedelic is and there's everything's going to move and there's geometric patterns and colors and that, that does you know, happen i had that it also happens where i looked at my hand and there was literally a moving geometric pattern and and 
and one of my favorite quotes it's one of the things i remember from that trip was was telling my friend who was also tripping balls um and just telling him like it doesn't make sense that we have two eyes it just doesn't make sense <laughs> that was my takeaway <laughs> there you go yeah oh gosh the 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 interesting insights and about life that we can have yeah another thing would be like to kind of bounce off of what you said is um another thing that i really really love is when people get in touch with their body in a different way so that barrier that many people experience between here and the rest or for some it's more like they've already kind of integrated their heart but maybe not their belly so it's like the line is more here or they're like, I can feel myself here, but not here, right? Whatever that means to you. But that the body is um, a, a source of, well, it stores things, it, it knows things, it tells you things, it feels things, it, it, it uh, does interoception and exteroception. So it, it feels the world, but it also feels you, um, the, the inside. It's, and to have to become maybe more friendly with that and to uh, feel more integrated, I imagine, would be a good way of saying it. Which, again, if we talk about the body, there's often this idea that the body and the mind are separate, which yeah. I find quite funny, because how the fuck is that even possible? Um, yeah. But beyond that, um, as you were talking about interoception, extraception, and earlier you were talking about the fact that your nervous system sitting with them. Um, our nervous system, especially the vagus nerve, is so important for our sense of safety. Mm. And if you actually look at the vagus nerve itself, um, which is the vagus nerve in trauma therapy, there's a lot of research right now just about that nerve. Um, and um, the, the research shows that the vagus nerve has only about 20% of its fibers going from the brain to the body and 80% going from the body to the brain. So yeah. our sense of safety is primarily sourced from our body sending us signals about am I safe or not. That's, yeah. what, that's what Stephen Porges, the researcher, calls neuroception. Our nervous system is constantly checking, am I safe, am I safe? When, as you gave as an example earlier, this am I safe in a group? But that's not something we can change with our thoughts. It's 80% no. of that is coming from our body upwards. Yeah. So that for me makes perfect sense that you say that that's a, one of the main insights you enjoy when people get that connection. Yeah, exactly. And they can, and they, they, they also get this, um, oh, like vignette or example of, um that they're that they can trust themselves that they can trust those parts of themselves but they can also soothe themselves so it's 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 enlightening it's empowering um and it's integrating can be but the set and setting play a large role in now in those um those are potentially potentialities and having you know having this intention and this preparation and um making space for integration having somebody there with you that knows about your intention and that can be that calm nervous system 
um, so that you can, even when you do get activated, you can soothe that again and then look at it rather than try and make it go away, which will make it worse and all that lovely stuff, mm -hmm. right? So it, because of those factors, it can take, your experience can take a different direction um, and it makes it more likely Again, we have no guarantees, but it makes it more likely that that experience will be positive and that you will be um, experiencing lasting positive results. And positive doesn't mean I don't go into anything difficult or negative or dark or... Ever again. Ever again. <laughs> Love and light. <laughs> Rainbows out of your ass. Love and light. This reality is an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we're still on this yeah. earth. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> About the no. <laughs> we're still here. We're still beings on this planet um, with the body and nerves and, um, and a spiritual connection. So to me, this actually feels like we're having nice a full circle moment. Huh? A nice full circle going there. So... Yeah. Um, Anybody who's interested in this, like who's listening to this and who might be interested in this, who's like, oh, that sounds fascinating. Um, number one, there will be your, your link below so they can find that. But also would you have, or do you have like one question that they should ask themselves before they even contact you? Like one thing that you find important to consider before yeah. going down this road? I would say, does it seem possible that um, you would, I don't know, be nicer to yourself? Um, does it seem possible that what you know about yourself can be expanded on? Does it seem um, yeah, so is there a, a willingness for things to look and feel different than you're expecting, hmm. right? One of the things, like, it's not a problem if, it, if you don't, it's just an interesting piece of information. <laughs> like, oh, look at me. I just, you know, I remember my mom saying to me once, you know that you're, you know, perfect and fine the way you are, right? And this was in my 20s and I was just like in my late 20s and I just looked at her and said, no, <laughs> of course I'm not <laughs> fine the way I am. I have to do things and prove myself and be of value to the world. I can't, I'm not fine like this. And then I thought, oh, that is a very, very painful thought to actually have about myself. That can't be right. There's something, there's something not right with this picture. And so even though I didn't in that moment, all of a sudden get, you know, have a come to Jesus, uh, come to self-compassion moment. Um, but it did start me off on this. Maybe it's possible to look at myself differently. Yeah. So also it resonates with me that that like both that you care about that possibility you want to support people and potentially guide not really guide them but be there with them 
on their exploration of that possibility. And for me personally, when you speak of being more gentle with yourself, I imagine that's a thing that's very dear to your heart. So mm. I also, yeah, that feels very uh, sweet in me to know to know that that's that that's what you care about, and it sounds like that that's what you want to take a stand for also in this in this world. No. Yes, I'm going to say yes to that. <laughs> I say yes, and then very gently. Uh, <laughs> I say fuck no. <laughs> what? Who? Were we even in the same conversation? <laughs> so thank you very much for this for this thank conversation. Thank you, Lucas, for asking me to talk about these things because I love it. Yeah, yeah I, I very much enjoyed it, and I'm just gonna press stop because you have to at some point in time. Bye. Bye. You never, you never know what's around.